Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Arsenal podcast. It is a delight to have you with us. We won at the weekend. Three points. Uh, three points in the bag. Uh, many more to come, hopefully. Tonight, joining me uh, is uh, regular guest, Harry. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me again. How are you? No, I'm very well, mate. I'm very well indeed. Thank you very much. And a special guest this evening. It's only Frimpon. How's it going? Is everyone all right, yeah? yeah. Good to talk with that, yeah? Um, now, we've, now we've got the win. Is everyone fucking happy? That's right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Indeed. Um, Harry, uh, uh, three points, mate. Uh, as I said before, hopefully many more to come. Adam, what did you make of the game? Um, mixed feelings, mixed bag. I know we won, and of course, that's always great. And, and, you know, and really, that's the only thing that matters. But I did come away from the Emirates on Saturday with some concerns. Um, you know, I think defensively, we still looked all over the place. West Ham, but for some better finishing, could have been out of sight by half time. They missed some incredible chances. And there was one where Snodgrass should have scored. And there was another one where Antonio got through. And if he'd only squared it to Arnautovic, you know, he'd have been rolling the ball in an empty net. So um, still concerns for me, but I'm happy. We got the, 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 the hoodoo off our back. We got our first win of the season. We've got a very winnable run coming up now. So I'm glad we got it over and done with and we can get on and push on and hopefully get some points on the board absolutely uh frims frimps frimmers frim on what can i call you what can i call you i've been called in all of them so you can pick (laughs) (laughs) everything what you just said i've been called so you can pick one which one's your favorite well i think um i think frimmers is my favorite i think i like that frimmers what would you make of the game mate i thought it was good it was good to see um it was good, just good to see us win, really. I mean, we started off with two losses. Everyone, which is funny, because when the fixtures came out, everyone thought we were going to lose them two games and then was upset that we lost them two games, which didn't make sense to me anyway. But we faced West Ham and we've got that win. And yeah, just it was good to see just us score some, some good goals and get a win as well. Absolutely. That, that, yeah. 
big big monkey off the back. So uh, yeah. we, you know, to get that to get that first uh, get that first victory. And good evening to you all watching us on Periscope and YouTube. I can see your messages flying in there on the chat box. Good evening Hello. to you all, and thanks for coming to watch. Um, Harry, let's start with uh, let's start with Bellerin, shall we? Again, has come in for massive criticism. Um, I don't quite understand some of it. Uh, I thought he was fantastic going forward um, against West Ham. Yes, pretty poor defensively, but a lot of people are going to town on him. Um, I think unjust. What do you reckon? Completely agree with you. I think he's, he's been blown way out of proportion, proportion I should say. Yeah. Um, Hector Bellerin has quite clearly been asked by Unai Emery to get forward and provide us with some width. Because if you look at our front line, we just don't have it. So it's quite obvious that he's been asked to do that. It's, it's even more obvious when you look at what Mkhitaryan does when he keeps tucking inside and, and always he's looking to his right. He's always aware of that run. So it's obviously something that they've spoken about in training. What that does do, though, is it leaves holes at the back. Now, I personally think that Emery is going to try and plug those holes using other personnel, maybe that being Shaka, Guendouzi, Torreira, depending on who he settles with in his midfield. But those holes need to be plugged, of course. But to pick on Bellerin, I think, is a bit ridiculous, given that he got basically two assists on on Saturday. And, you know, he was our only creative force. And, and, And that's the thing, you know, we've looked dangerous from wide areas so far this season, I would say. So to pick on him is not fair. I think people are comparing him to Monreal and saying Monreal is a little bit more balanced in what he does. But I think that's down to the manager. I think Monreal's been told to be a little bit more conservative so that Bellerin can do that. We know he's got frightening pace. We know if there's space in front of him, he's going to run into it. And I just think, you know, we've got problems defensively as a team, as a unit at the moment. It's not just Hector Bellerin. So to get on his back and and pick on him is stupid. People are talking about giving the manager time and being patient. We need to be patient with Hector Bellerin too, because I know he's been at the club for a few years now, but he's playing the Emery way now, and that's completely different. It's a massive change, um, and it's going to take a while for everybody to adapt. So to pick on him is, is, is a bit silly in my opinion. Yeah. For us, we had a question coming there actually from uh, where are we? Um, oh, I can't scroll it now. But the question was, what, what's, what's your take on Hector Bellerin? You know, is it is it is it right you now? Know, people are on his back, or I feel like because last season he didn't have like he didn't have a great season last season, so I feel like people are still picking trying to piggyback off his last season because don't forget he we faced Chelsea and Man City. They were two first games. It was never going to be easy for him. Like, those are two hard games. He did, there were some circumstances in the West Ham game, like you said, because he was so far up, he was getting turned, and then they were straight in, and that might be the way uh, Emre's trying to play. But obviously, he needs to improve on that. But he put in a lot of crosses in that game. He put in a hell of, more than what he was doing last season, because every game, like you see him practicing crosses for warm-up. Last season, I didn't see him possible once. I'm like, why are you practicing crosses for? But this season, he put in like six, seven crosses in. They didn't always get the to the striker, but like that's what everyone's been screaming on him to improve. And he's kind of got that. He got that done in the West Ham game. Hopefully, he can do it more over the course of the season. But yeah, I just feel like people are picking back in off his poor season last season and just trying to pick someone to pick on. Really? Yeah, I, do, I kind of agree with that. I think. Look, I mean. 
I, I again, you know, people that follow me on Twitter know I, I like to knee jerk um, when I'm watching football. And it's not until I watched it, I watched yeah. the game the second time with no distraction. Um, I thought he played really well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a few times there where he was getting caught out and people were getting inside him and he didn't know where he was uh, positionally. Yeah. But I thought overall he had a bloody good game. And another player I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about as well, I thought again, especially in the second half, past the midfield, was Granite Xhaka Harry. Really, yeah, again, really impressed. It, it feels as though Arsenal fans nowadays have just got this thing where they're going to pick on either Bellerin, either Xhaka or either Ozil. And it just seems to be happening. You know, Granit Xhaka, in my view, was our best player at the weekend. He dictated the midfield. The fact that Guendouzi went off before him shows you that he outshone him, in my opinion. And I'm not criticising the youngster because, obviously, he is that. He's a youngster. And I, as you know, Craig, I've been someone who's been very cautious yep. to, to jump on the hype wagon when it comes to Guendouzi. So Xhaka's been, been good. Well, he was good on Saturday. And just going back to Bellerin, sorry. The other thing that I've taken issue with this week is people talking about him playing as a right winger. That is not going to happen. The f- when you play as a right winger, you're constantly you're constantly marked for starters. Okay, you're the player that you're, the opponent will look to close out of the game. As a right back, you get forward late, undetected, and untracked, and that's why he gets the space he does. Putting him in a wide position uh, as a winger would just is not the answer. So you, you know, you feel Walker, feel Walker on a right wing, couldn't get... Like, he had all the pace in the world, but for him to go do a trick and go past him, it's another story. Yeah, That's he right. Always, he always had to be a ball played in that he runs onto. And if you put Bella in there, it's just going to be the same. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, going back to what you said, Craig, yeah. sorry, Xhaka, fantastic on Saturday. He traditionally gets better as seasons go on. So I'm confident that we're yet to see the best of Granite Xhaka. And I'd go as far as saying that I think in Emery's mind, the midfield pair is Xhaka and somebody. Who that somebody's going to be, we don't know just yet. I think it will be Torreira. I think his idea for, for Ramsey is a little bit further forward. But for me, it's Granite Xhaka and somebody. Yeah, I mean, for point, what you see, I think Granite Xhaka shone in the second half, especially when um, Torreira come on. Do you think that's because Xhaka was actually thinking to himself, right, I've got this fellow behind me now. Yeah. Covering me, I can push on a bit. Yeah, because I, I don't think Jacker's a DM, really. No, I don't, I don't th- either. I don't think he's. He can't tackle, but his distribution is A1. Mm. Like, he, he, will, he will find you. So I don't really think he's a DM. So when you play him in DM, you kind of see his faults. That's why people always try to get onto him. So maybe that is it. Because Tierra was behind him, he had like the freedom to really spray the ball where he wanted, dictate play, yeah. and all that. So, yeah, maybe we need to start, stop, maybe, because I think when we started, Ganduzi was in the, ahead of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just rest Ganduzi for a bit and just play Tierra. I don't know why we don't play Tierra. Why is he all come off the bench? Well, it's, a question, it's a question I think we all want answering. Um, and I believe that if he's going to get the best out of the midfield, he's got to start, he's going to have to play um, Xhaka and Torreira uh, for me. Uh, Gwendouzi as good as he is bit burnt out I think on Saturday and people and someone said to me how can he be burnt out after after two games my, my answer to the exactly, exactly. Football exactly. Exactly. the answer to right. my question was he's played every pre-season game he's been flying around the world he's yeah. coming from League 2 
in France, and now he yeah. finds himself <laughs> in the Premier League. Of course, the kid is going to get burnt out. You agree with that, Harry, or, or am I being too yeah. generous? No, I agree with you, and it's it's not about him being burnt out so much. It's more a, a, an adaptation period. You come from playing in the second division in France. The intensity of the games is a lot lower than the Premier League is, and even those preseason games won't have prepared him for what he was to face in the Premier League. So, those two games at a really high intensity, high pace. And I think he played 90 minutes in both of those, if I'm not mistaken. That would have taken his toll on him. And it's just about adapting and, and getting used to to getting used to the pace of things. His body will adapt. He'll have more hours on the training ground. I'm sure conditioning uh, in, in terms of things like that will be looked at in greater detail at Arsenal than they were at L'Oreal. No disrespect to them. But I think it's just, a, like I said, a period of adaptation. And I would be... Uh, <sighs> I would be tempted to take him out of the spotlight a little bit, out of the line of fire for a little while, um, especially now Torreira's fit and, uh, you know, and, and look to build him properly from the background, right? As opposed to just pinning our hopes on a 19 year old. Yeah. Now, is it me or the second time I watch a game, when I say, un, when I say with no distractions, I watch the game while my three kids are in the front room. So I don't know if anyone's tried to watch a football match with three kids in the same room. Um, it doesn't quite, you can't really concentrate. So I locked myself away yesterday um, in my bedroom. I actually locked the door uh, and watched the game again. Um, Frimpon, I think Mustafi and Socrates are starting to form a little uh, little partnership here. You know what? Socrates look is quite quick. Everyone was telling he's like, oh, he's slow. But he looks rapid. Like, I know you saw that sheet where... Yeah, man, the, yeah. <laughs> still, so then, that, that I purposely, I was like, let me look how fast Socrates is. And there's times where you say something, he's like, right, he's actually quite quick, off the mark. But they are forming a good partnership. I mean, everyone was didn't know about Mustafi. Um, there are still questions on Mustafi. I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced. I might give him, like, five games. But they are looking all right. It's just, we're still leaking up. Like, we're still... Yeah. Conceding, and, um, and and we're conceding stupidly. So um, it looks good. It could get better. I mean, Emery's only had them. He's only had three games now. He's only had them over the, a preseason. So it could get better as they start to play more games together. I think. Yeah, I do too, uh, Harry. I, I think they're looking. I think, think they're starting to look. I mean, only three games. Mm. Yeah, okay. People can say oh, it's only been three games, but I think in three games, especially against West Ham. They looked like they are forming a little partnership, as I, as I just said. Yeah, I think there's definitely some, been some improvement there, and it will only get better with time, of course. Mm. Um, they need to form a, a strong partnership because it doesn't look like Koscielny's coming back for at least another couple of months. So it, it needs to happen. Um, j- just one observation I made from being at the game on Saturday. Um, Socrates was very vocal on Saturday, um, often... Up marshalling his defence out when Arsenal were winning the ball back. You could see him physically waving his arms to bring the defence up to the halfway line with him. Um, he took a, a yellow card in the second half, which was, was necessary. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. the kind of ugly thing that you're going to get out of Socrates. He's that type of player. He hates conceding goals, hates losing. And uh, he, he's going to be something different to what we've seen in the last few years. The fact that Mustafi's a, a, a better ball player next to him will certainly help him because, yeah. as I've said in the past, he's not a ball player. But So having someone as comfortable on the ball as, as Mustafi will only complement him and, and the pair will get stronger and stronger. 
Absolutely. Uh, let's move up the pitch then. Let's talk about... Um, quite disappointed with Aubameyang I was. Yeah. Uh, against, uh, on Saturday. Watching him in pre-season, I thought, God, this geezer's going to be lit for, you know, at the start of the season. Um, I've been disappointed with him for the first three games. Yeah. But as soon as Lacazette comes on the pitch, he seems to... Frimpon, as soon as Lacazette comes on the pitch, he's bro... You know, they've, they've uh, formed this massive bromance over pre-season. He looks a better player. Now, is that because when Lacazette comes on, he's got great hold-up ability um, and he's bringing, um, Lacazette, uh, he's bringing Aubameyang into the game with his hold-up play? Or do, do, do you feel that Aubameyang would be more suited on the wing with Lacazette as, as the striker? I'm surprised we haven't even gone for, like flat four four two, like it kind of makes sense. You've got two like we've got two of the sickest strikers in Lacazette in um, Abamian. Just have uh, like a Mkhitaryan or a Wolby on the on the wings, and then Jacker in Ozil maybe, and that that could be that could be sick. Ozil slipping in the balls, and then you got Abamian and Lacazette running onto it. That would be crazy. That reminds me of like when it used to be Omri Burkamp. Perez on the on the left. Yeah, like, like I'm surprised that he hasn't gone with that with it. But yeah, like maybe it's that bromance. Maybe he just sees his boy coming on and he's just like, you know what? Yeah, can we can we fuck you up now? Can we can we, <laughs> fuck up can we do all this sexy? Maybe it is. But um, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't. He just doesn't go fourth of two and just go all out, especially against teams like West Ham. Like I will understand if he wanted to go one top against the Man Cities and the Chelsea's, but then the West Ham, the Newcastle's just. Just blow them out the water. That's what Liverpool do. Liverpool just come out of the blocks. Don't care who you are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't play 4-4-2, to be honest. Harry, what are you saying about Aubameyang? Um, I mean, I thought when, when Lacazette came on, Lacazette, for me, like I said as previously, his hold-up play, I love watching him hold it up. Um, and I love, you know, watching him give it, give it back to someone and spin into the box, like, you know, I mean, I can remember when I was, when I was playing youth football, when I had a little stint out on the pitch, the, the coaches, I was a, I was a striker, the, the coaches always taught me to play with my back to goal, um, you know, so I could distribute the ball and spin and get in the box. I love watching Lacazette do that. Why is it that, it's, it's something I've tried to think about during Saturday, but I just can't get my head around it. Is Lacazette Emery's kind of, super sub um, when things are going you know when he needs a goal or why or has he got to find a place has he got to find a way of getting these two onto the pitch at the same time I think uh, going back to what Frimpon said where he said about I understand why you do it in certain games I'm of that agreement so I think that there are certain games where you can afford to play two up front and there are some games where you can't. I thought if he was going to try it, West Ham was the game to try it in. Um, That's that level of opponent. So I I personally can understand why he's not doing it so far um, because he's spoken about how he wants to press teams. He's spoken about how we need to learn to press before we can find the right balance. That was something Emery said uh, last week. So I get it. I feel a bit sorry for Aubameyang in the sense that he's looked a little bit isolated when he's played up top on his own. And I want to say that he's not doing enough. But then if I cast my mind back to last season, I was saying the same things about Lacazette when he was playing in that position. Mm. So there's obviously something about the way we play that 
isn't quite complementing the lone striker, whether it's Aubameyang or Lacazette. So, yeah, I'd like to see them both in a team. I don't like Aubameyang on the left wing, though. I just don't like it. It just looks unnatural to me. And going back to the, what I said about Bellerin, where when you get forward in a wide area as a fullback, you're undetected. It's the same thing that Thierry Henry used to do up front. Thierry Henry didn't actually play on the left, but he used to pull there. Yeah, 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 and because yeah. you're the, because you're the extra man coming over and, and pairing up with the left winger, there becomes an overload on that side. And all of a sudden you've got an option and the fullback's got two of you to deal with. So Aubameyang drifting there might not be a bad thing, but for that to be starting position for me is not is not right. It just doesn't complement his skill set. Okay. Obviously, the big story that um, was surrounding the game on on, on Saturday was uh, <clears throat> the absence of Mercer Ozil. Um, some people reporting that he's had a big bust up with Emre um, and that he stormed out the Emirates, and then Emre comes and tells us all that he's you know he's ill. Um, I'm not too sure about what I believe mm. because I'll tell you why I tweeted it out earlier every time Mercer Ozil comes under a bit of fire he goes missing doesn't play well goes missing and goes out and is injured if you go back to last season when we got beaten by Atletico Madrid he was hounded for not yeah. putting his weight and, and not being the superstar on the pitch that we wanted to be Next thing, injured or yeah. sick. He's been pulled. You know, it's like someone's pulling him out of the out of the firing line. And if yeah. someone is doing that, it's obviously you know it's a good thing. But Mercer Ozil, for me, has got to be a you know has got to be the bigger man here. He's our you know he's our number one. Is he? Well, it might. Oh, I don't know. Is he our number one player? A lot of people tell me he is. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I could pass judgment on that as well. Frimpong, do what is it with Mercer Ozil? I, I mean, he he he. I've said this so many times before. I just want to grab him mm. and shake him, you know, and say, "Come on, what is wrong? Tell us what is you know." Maybe, but maybe he is a player where he needs an arm around the shoulder because you need to remember that. Most of the people that hound him are us. Yeah. We hound him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then if he's up, if if we upset him, obviously he's not he's not gonna want to play for us. So maybe it's got to a point where maybe the manager won't do it, but the fans have to. Like he has a rubbish game. You know what, Ozo, don't worry, we'll get him the next one. Come on, let's let's just go for the next one. Because then, like you said, he goes into hiding. Maybe that's it. Maybe he doesn't like because he's he, right now he's getting criticized by fucking Germany. Yeah. And now he's getting it from us as he's well. He's getting it from all angles, isn't he? I mean, he's getting it from I mean, ex-players. He's getting it from his own supporters. I mean, if I was, you know, if I was Mercer Ozil, that's going to get me down. And last season, he went into hiding for less. The only people that handed him last season were us. Yeah. And he went into hiding. Now imagine all this. So maybe, oh, maybe we just need to get behind him. Like, if, but if it's, a, if it's a thing where it's a bust-up and he's not accepting the new manager's way of thinking then maybe he has to go as well because he that's that's our manager now that's the guy that's gonna yeah. lead us Wenger's not here for him to to be that protector anymore yeah like and if if, if that's the sort of play he is then we definitely don't need him at Arsenal that's one thing we don't need good point man Very good. <laughs> yeah, good point Harry do you want to come in on that uh, first of all I don't believe the bust up story and I don't really believe it either there's, there's I don't nothing... either but I can I uh... 
I don't believe it, but I can see... I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I don't believe the bust-up story, but I do believe that Emery has probably said to him, do you know, what, what's wrong with you? Come on. You know, yeah. and perhaps Ozil has reacted badly <laughs> no. to that. I don't, I don't believe that they've shouted and screamed at each other like people are saying. Yeah, um, no. I, I think, I, I don't believe the bust-up story, first of all. There's nothing to suggest that that's happened other than a few newspapers trying to drum up some, mm-hmm. some clicks. Yeah. There's nothing to suggest that's happened. Knowing what we already know about Ozil's character, that he's a bit of an introvert, keeps himself to himself, I don't think that he would do something like that, would be my guess. I think it, it could be a case that what you mentioned, Craig, he could be feeling down, he could be being pulled out of the limelight. And if that's the case, then he needs to come out and talk about it. Um, and that way people will get behind him and give him the support he needs. You can't really criticise people for having a go about something when they don't know the, the, the full story. Okay. So, it, you know, if, if, if that is the case, then he just needs to come out and say it, and I'm sure that the Arsenal fan base will get behind him. I certainly will. God, God, sorry, uh, right. and, and make him feel welcome again. If he is ill, which is the story that we keep getting told, then, you know, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah. You know, there was talk, there was a lot of talk last season about it and Arsene Wenger actually came out and, and spoke and, and said that he had an issue with his immune system and he was constantly getting ill. That can happen. Mm. You know, I said it on our podcast earlier on, like, it sounds stupid, but, you know, we've just gone from 33, 34 degree heat here in London to rain every day so you know it's not beyond the realms of possibility that the geezer's caught a cold he's got flu his immune system's not too good and you know he he's suffering yeah how ill he was we don't know we don't know if he was ill at all it's, it's all speculation for mm-hmm. me i won't get drawn into it because i'm not going to go there and, and judge Mesut ozil based on something that has been written in the sun for example you know I, I just think we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt and Yes, it's happened a few times, so people are well within their rights to question it. I'm not saying that at all, but I just I don't want to get drawn into a story that I don't know is true. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I mean you're dead right. We, it's, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and make accusations yeah. um, about what's happening. But yeah, I think I mean Frimpon and you are right in what you're saying. We do need to get behind him um, if he is having problems, because I, as you know, a lot of people who watch this and a lot of people who follow me on Twitter people know what I suffer from anxiety really bad um, and it's just I, I sat down last night and I thought to myself I wonder has he got has he got a touch yeah. of anxiety <laughs> because he's in front of the you know he's in front of big crowds he's got he's got his country on his back he's got ex-international teammates having a go at him he's got Arsenal fans on his back goodness I mean that, you know if anyone if anyone if anyone has a go at me or anyone criticises me, the first thing my brain tells me to do is run away. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, I mean, look, don't, I'm not suggesting for one minute that Mercer Ozil has got anxiety, right? But I'm just saying it's just a very similar, a, a, a very similar pattern to what I've, what, what I've seen happen to him. Every yeah, time he seems to get a bad press, he's injured or he's ill. So... I don't know if I... Like, you know. Craig said as well, like, we're not going to be able to know if... We're, we're never going to know. Never. <laughs> just but come out and see what's exactly, going on. Exactly, yeah, man. I, I would, I'd much rather him come out and say, look, just give us a tweet or something. 
Yeah, I'm not feeling great. I'm not. I've had a bad summer. And blah blah blah. Exactly. I've had a bad summer. Um, You know, I'm not. I'm feeling down. This, that, and the other. If he did, God, like Harry, uh, like Harry said, the whole fan base, I'm sure, would erupt in support of him. Um, Um, You know, I got behind him, and I'm not even in the flipping German thing. I'm not German. I'm not Turkish. I don't give a fuck. He's Turkish and Arsenal now. He's our boy now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what the German guys are saying. You know what I mean? So I'll definitely get behind him if he came out and said something. But I think he's all right. I think. I think yeah. I'm probably right. sure he is. He probably is ill. Um, yeah. He probably he probably has got the flu or. He might have had a dodgy curry tonight. Might as well. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, there's plenty of dodgy curry as it's around North London. So I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, that's um, that's that that is possible. <laughs> Evening to you all watching us on Periscope and YouTube. Joining me this evening is Harry and Frimpon. If you've just joined us, we are going to hit Twitter and we're going to hit some questions. Okay. Um, I'm so unorganised. I always do this and I have to talk a load of rubbish while I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> I should really get organised and get the questions ready, shouldn't I? Uh, now I'm frantically searching the hashtag. Here it is. Um, here we go. Let's go down to the bottom. Okay. The Arsenal football at Guna Russ. Good evening, sir. Thank you for watching. Thanks for your question. Do you think with two defensive mids we can play a more counter-attacking game? We seem so open still when playing out from the back. Would it be wise to adopt this method more often than not until we can get new personnel in to play that way again? Harry. Um, I think I'd like to see Arsenal play with two defensive midfielders because I think then you'd get the best out of Mesut Ozil and then you could play an Aubameyang wide because he wouldn't have to do so much defensively Um, so yeah I'd like to see it happen I'm not sure that we've got two defensive midfielders in our squad though I'm talking about out and out defensive midfielders that are going to sit there and just put out fires and lay the ball square and, and get you taking you know, Xhaka, as we've discussed, likes to get a little bit further forward. He likes to distribute the ball, and that's his main strength for me. Mm. Ramsey's not going to be disciplined enough to do it. Guendouzi's still not entirely sure where he sits in all this. Torreira could probably do it, but again, are you limiting a player who's got other attributes? So, uh, in an ideal world, if we had two out-and-out defensive midfielders, I think that would be the way to go, but... It's difficult to do that when you don't have the personnel. And I think we need another couple of windows before we'll really see it being Emery's team. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for the question, Guna Hart. You wanted to know about um, our views on Ozil. I think we, uh, I think we answered that pretty, uh, pretty well. Fremes, let's come to you uh, at Guna J4949. Thanks for your question, mate. Thanks for watching. What do you think would be a successful season for Arsenal this year? Top four. Top four? I, only, I just feel like... I think that's... Gen- I think that's... Uh... Come on. Look at our squad. Yeah, it's not a squad to win the league. I, I just I just don't see it. But getting back in that top four, we can then build a squad to win the league. That's the only yeah. way we can kind of up the clientele that we buy during like the transfer windows. So top four, definitely. Even if it's number four, I'll take the top four trophy any day. I'll have it. <laughs> we need to be in the top four this year. 
that's why I see it successful. Even but if we finish fifth, I'll give Emery another year, but then he's got to get into the top four the next one. What he about just, what about for argument's sake? What about if we finish seventh yeah. and won the Europa League? I'll take that as well. Top four, <laughs> Champions League. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that as well. Definitely, I take that because it's a trophy, and we get we get in the Champions League. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, uh, maybe we should do that instead. Harry, what what you saying? For, so, back in the Champions League is what is what. Yeah. I'm with you. Back in the Champions League, even if we even if we have to do it by going in the back door of winning the Europa I'm, League, so be it. Yeah. I'd love that to be the case. I'd love us to get Champions League. But I think we're still... I think we're further away from it than we think we are. So, in terms of the league finish anyway, not not yeah. we can win the Europa League. Of course we can. It's a cup competition. But in terms of the league, I think we're still a little way away from making in the top four. So, I'm going to say, in terms of league position, progress is what I want to see. So, if that means fifth place is better than last season... That, or even if we're sixth again, but closer to the top four, I'd say that's a successful season. If we can sneak into the Champions League via the back door, via the Europa League, happy days, you know. But for me, it's got to be progress in the league and a good Europa League run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, the Euro, I, people, people look at me funny when I say, "Yeah, I want to win the Europa League." Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's only Thursday night football. This is us. These are Arsenal fans. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Football is about glory. Football is about winning trophies. Trophy is a trophy. I don't care where it's going. I'll take the League Cup, the FA Cup, the Intertotal Cup, whatever cup's going. (laughs) I I just want Arsenal to win it. I don't know why you wouldn't want your your club to have have silverware. Yeah, I I don't get it. (laughs) Do you want to be Tottenham? No silverware. (laughs) We progressed this year. Who cares? What's your tr- what's your put, cabinet? Put like? the pressure the, on. The good trophy. thing is, the good thing is, if you don't have a trophy room at your stadium, you can fit stuff like cheese rooms, which is excellent. <laughs> like, so that's the positive of it. And they haven't even got a stadium yet, either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what. That has got to be someone has got to be either the foreman's an Arsenal fan, <laughs> or like they're getting some awful bad luck. I mean, that pipe bursting. I reckon that was running. I reckon that was running for over forty-five minutes. Until someone realised it. Have you seen all the Arsenal f- fans that work? Yeah. Or, or do jobs there? There's a guy flipping, putting, posting shirts in the, in the cracks of the stadium and stuff like that. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. man. Uh, this one comes in from Gunnercast. Um, in... Now, if I, I'm just going to get their profile up here. Yeah, they're in South Africa. These followed me uh, recently. Hello to all the guys in South Africa. And thanks very much for watching. And thanks for your question. Um, why do you think Emery isn't starting the likes of Lacazette? His energy and attacking threat gives us gives us a lot. Aubameyang also co- when he comes on, Aubameyang also comes alive when he's on the pitch. What is Emery seeing that we aren't? Is he used to a super sub or what? Now I know we touched on that, but he, he makes a very good point of what is Emery seeing that we aren't. Maybe Arsene Wenger saw the same thing because Arsene Wenger was doing the same thing with Lacazette. So, I don't know. I don't even know what it is, though. Maybe maybe he can't last 90 minutes. Maybe he can't. That's why he doesn't start him. Maybe that's the problem. Because Wenger would always took him off at 70th minute, and then it got to a point where he kept leaving him on the bench when Aubameyang got here. So, what is it? 
Oh, what could it be? It is, because <laughs> you make a great point there as well. I mean, he was here before Aubameyang. Uh, uh, yeah, Aubameyang turns up. All of a sudden, he gets Aubameyang. Okay. You know, Aubameyang's in his spot. Lacazette finds himself on the bench, and a new manager comes in and is still persevering. Yeah, whether to play him, or whether to start him or not. Harry, what? I know we've touched on it, but is can you see what we? You know, can you see why Emre perhaps isn't starting Lacazette? I just think that it's a toss up between the two because Emery's system that he wants to be playing at the moment just doesn't fit two centre forwards in it so I think he's just made the decision that he prefers Obama Yang to Lacazette based on what they've done over the last few years in Europe you, you'd say that Obama Yang is the more high profile striker wouldn't you you'd say he's the more complete forward if if you had to, to stick your neck on the line so I think it's just the case of that I don't think it's anything personal to Lacazette I just think that Emery's got an idea of how he wants to play he's got a system that he needs to fit his players into and in his mind he can only pick one or the other and at this present time he feels that Bamiyang is more equipped than, than Lacazette yeah, I hope that answers your question um, everyone in South Africa hello again uh, have we got any in the um, YouTube in here I saw, I saw one uh, where it asks hold on let me get the name up there's a good one here, actually, from... Uh, Go for it. I hope I'm saying this right now. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but it's M-E-H-U-J. And he says, not hearing from him punch out, and he's very rare. <laughs> <laughs> it's my inside voice. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man, I do, I do shout a lot. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be chilled tonight. Like I said... Before I got here, I was uh, I was drinking, so I'm a bit mellow right, right now. <laughs> Did you find so, that yeah. question, Harry? Yeah, it's from Frank Gunner, and he says, "Do you think Czech could have saved West Ham's goal?" We always like we're always talking about Petr Czech. Um, do I think he could have saved the one against Manchester City? No, because it come through a crowd of players. He didn't have time to move, and being a goalkeeper since the age of eight. Once that ball has gone past you and you know it's going past you, this, he, Peter Cech didn't even make... He knows, I ain't getting that. I, I'm beaten. Yeah. Especially against Manchester City, the ball was bending, he didn't see it till late, um, and it went in the back of the net. Now, the one against West Ham, I would criticise him on, because after watching it on the replay a couple of times, he doesn't, didn't move his feet quick enough and he didn't get down quick enough. I think mm. a, a younger, more... A younger, well, basically, he wasn't on his toes. Coach as a goalkeeper, you're supposed to, you know, you're coached, you're always on your toes, just in case, the, you know, a shot comes from somewhere unexpected, which in this case, I think happens. Um, he wasn't on his toes, he was slow to get down, slow to get across. So, yes, I do, but I, I do believe that Petr Cech should have done better. But saying that, he's kept us in the game again um, in the first half. A couple of times there he saved our bacon. He pulled off some really, really good saves. So if you want me to say, if if you're asking me the question, yes, I thought he could have done better with a goal, but still number one for me. Yeah. I I disagree. I I don't think he could have saved that. And the reason I say that is because watching it live, I felt like looking at Arnautovic there, I didn't expect him to dig out a shot from there. There was no backlift. There was no Mm. touch to set himself. It was... As if he just hammered it out of nowhere. But that's what it I'm saying. Low. Check weren't ready it came for came through a crowd. Yeah, that's right. It came through a crowd. Uh, the, the defenders on the edge of the box. It came through the crowd. 
And when you looked at Arnautovic, you didn't think, oh, he's winding up for a shot here. He just, out of nowhere, just, I don't know how he generated such power and backlift. He just yeah. absolutely put his laces for it and found the bottom corner. So I get what you're saying as well. Uh, he probably could have done better if we're being He could have done better. That's all I'm critical. saying. He should, have got, yeah. he should have at least got down to it and, and, and tried to deal with it. Uh, it was nowhere near it in the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, being a goalkeeper, asking you asking a goalkeeper, you asking some someone who's been coached as a goalkeeper for a long time. He was flat footed. He got caught flat footed. Yeah. Um, uh, getting down low has always been his problem, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. so I'm not surprised. But I've I've read him the past three games, even as a goalkeeper. Like beginning of the season, I was like, check's done. Check, like, hand, hand your helmet in, do all that rubbish. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought Leno was going to take the number one shot, but I wouldn't put Leno in right now. I would, I would stick with Czech. There's no reason to, I don't think. You, you know, I, I don't... A lot of people are saying, I want to see Leno, I want to see Leno. Leno, uh, Czech's distribution is rubbish. What about Leno? How does everyone know that Leno? Yeah. Is, you know, how does, how does that was my point know, last yeah, week. Exactly. How does everyone know that he's got the vision of David Beckham? <laughs> That's I've, it. I've seen, I've seen some Leno mistakes. I've seen the YouTube clips. Like he's not, he's not a hundred percent good. Yeah. Like he's, he's still a bit. You don't know about him. With Czech, you know what you're getting. Absolutely. So you might as well just stick with him. I mean, if you and put Leno in goal at the weekend and he makes a mistake, there's a ball through his legs. Or <laughs> something yeah. stupid. Can you imagine? We will cane him. Exactly. <laughs> we would absolutely... I would cane him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, lads. Um, I'll tell you what, that is probably the fastest hour ever. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock. Oh, We've uh, come to the end. Or 44, the fastest... What, 50, 50 minutes? 45 minutes? Yeah, about 50 minutes. About 50 All minutes. good. We've come to the end. Um, so, thank you very much for uh, watching. Thanks, everyone, um, for sending in your questions. Thanks, thank, thanks for the constant support, for coming back again. Um, my thank you to Harry. Harry, now, I've just got... What well, I forgot to do last week, actually, was mention that, Harry, you have your own podcast, mate, so please go ahead and tell everyone where they can find it. Thank you, Craig. It's called The Chronicles of Aguna, um, so you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Acast, and FNX. and. Oh, yeah, that's me, man. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, check it out. You can follow us on Twitter at Chronicles underscore AFC. We've not been going for a year yet, so he's just plugging away, trying to get some awareness out there. So, thanks for allowing me to plug it. No, through. not at all, mate. Don't, don't need to thank me at all. And I got, <laughs> I'm not too sure if I know if I need to uh, tell everyone where you are, Frims. Um, yeah, this boy, I mean, I, I, I had to get him on the podcast. I've been watching these videos for the last, I don't know, for the, well, definitely for the start of the season anyway, and, and, and through pre-season. I think they're absolutely brilliant, mate. Keep on doing them. Um, I, think I, I think I once said that I was trying to get a petition for you to be in the dressing room before every game. Mate, I'd love to be in the dressing room. <laughs> I, say, I think you'd scare a lot of them. I think you'd scare some of them and all, to be honest. Uh, it's yeah. been a pleasure to have you on here, mate. Thanks very much for coming on. Where can people find you? On social uh, media. Yeah, so my Twitter is Frimpong Online, F-R-I-P-O-N. No, Emmanuel Frimpong is not my brother, cousin, dad, <laughs> uncle. Uh, <laughs> He's none of those things. We just have the same name. Uh, on Insta, it's Frimpong, again, without the G. And on Snapchat, it's Frimpong, again, without the G. 
I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it. So if you want yeah. to find him on Insta, Snapchat, um, and Twitter, go and find him. Absolutely brilliant account. Um, I love them. I love the videos, all of, every single one of them. They make me laugh, and uh, I think they're <laughs> superb, mate. The last thank you is to everyone who has been watching. Thank you very much indeed. Make sure to share it around. If you're watching it on Facebook, retweet it. If you're watching on Twitter, and um, like it and share it and all that malarkey on YouTube. Notification gang, like the video, <laughs> smash the like button. All rap, that. Rap. Yeah, rap, rap, all that, all, all that. Um, thanks very much. The judge will be back next week. Of course, he has been signing himself on a cruise ship in America. Uh, he is actually back in the UK, but he's too tired to come on this evening. Ah, uh, but no. In, in all fairness to him, he's been uh, he's probably a bit jet lagged because he came back from New York last night. Uh, so yeah, that's where he's been. Um, Harry, thank for, to, has come to my rescue and uh, stood in for him. But that doesn't mean that's the end of Harry. Harry will, will feature on this channel a lot over the season. Um, and, we're, of course, we're going to get uh, Frimpon back again uh, yeah. during the season. So, thanks very much, thanks very much everyone. Um, and until we see you next week, up the Arsenal. Take care, guys. Hello? Up Lovely. the Arsenal? <laughs> Hello? No? <laughs> Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.